Imagine a spiritual practice so powerful that it can transform your relationship with God, yourself, and the world. That's what we're uncovering today as we continue our study of biblical fasting. This is Cherie. Welcome to Meditating the Word. It's day 16 of our 21-day fast. Today, I'm going to review the first five chapters of Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough, a practical guide to nine biblical fasts by Elmer L. Towns. Chapter 1 the fast God chooses. In this first chapter, Towns explores fasting as a form of worship. He states that Jesus assumed those who believed in him would fast. He said, then shall they fast in those days, Mark 2.20. And moreover, when ye fast, Matthew 6.16. The purpose of fasting is to change the worshiper in ways that have social and interpersonal impact. Isaiah 58 beautifully outlines the chosen fast by God to 1. Loosen the bonds of wickedness, 2. Undo heavy burdens, 3. Let the oppressed go free, 4. Break every yoke, 5. Give bread to the hungry, clothe the naked, and provide the poor with housing. 6. Allow God's light to break forth like the morning. 7. To cause healing and health to spring forth speedily. 8. To cause their righteous testimony to go before them. And 9. To make the glory of the Lord to be their re-reward of protection. He talks about the different types of fasts, normal, absolute, and partial, and their significance in self-denial and spiritual devotion. It is never just the act of prohibiting food that God honors. He honors prayer offered in Jesus' name by faith. Chapter 2, The Disciples' Fast. In this chapter, Towns talks about fasting for personal breakthrough and fasting to break bondage. When we take control of our physical appetite by fasting, we develop strength to take control of our emotional appetite. We control our physical appetite to strengthen our spiritual appetite. He talks about the importance of writing out the specific bondage you want to break and that you may need to fast repeatedly until you get a breakthrough. Fasting isn't a one-and-done thing. It's about continually building our faith and spiritual character for greater miracles. Chapter 3, The Ezra Fast In this chapter, Towns discusses corporate fasting. He says that a private problem requires a private fast. A group problem, on the other hand, requires the group to fast with you. He stresses the importance of living in the attitude of fasting, because we should live with an attitude of dependence upon God. He mentions prayer walking. At some point, we may discuss prayer walking, and there's no better reference, in my opinion, for this practice than the Circle Maker series by Mark Batterson. In the Ezra prayer, we are seeking solutions to problems, 
not just a final solution, but for step-by-step solutions. Because often, we just need to take that next step and not be overwhelmed by the entire process. Calling for an Ezra fast accomplishes two purposes. You are inviting God into the problem and asking for his solution. And you are inviting everyone involved to be a part of the solution. You are asking to see the problem through God's eyes and asking for victory. In this chapter, he goes into specifics. He encourages the reader to look for scriptural solutions to the problem. One, write out your problem. Two, establish biblical principles. Three, rewrite the problem from your heart. Spend time in prayer. Redefine the problem when God gives you insight. Four, Determine various solutions and write them down. And five, choose the best solution. Chapter four, the Samuel fast. This chapter focuses on fasting for evangelism and revival. The Samuel fast is a tool for freeing those oppressed by sin and urging believers to demonstrate true repentance and humility with fasting and other spiritual disciplines. The solution begins with the recognition of need, and that need is for God's presence. Abstaining from food is an outward demonstration of an inward sincerity. It's a temporary denial of the flesh in favor of the spirit. Again, he talks about fasting as an ongoing process, not a one-time event. Fasting should be a lifelong action. Because Christianity is a relationship, so is revival, and relationships take time to cultivate. We commit ourselves to developing a proper relationship with God and with others. True revival happens when we put God first with our time, our talents, our money, and our bodies. Relationship with God is a balance of faith and works. God and man must work together. 1 Corinthians 3.9 talks about us being God's fellow workers. Fasting is a symbol not of our own power to move God by abstaining from food, but of our faith in his power. Chapter 5, The Elijah Fast the Elijah fast, inspired by Isaiah 58.6, aims to break negative emotional habits. It's a fast that involves inviting God into the problem for victory. In God's strength, victory is possible. Fasting can break self-destructive habits. It builds self-discipline and self-esteem. He offers the following steps for the Elijah fast. Step 1. Prepare physically and emotionally. This shouldn't be an impetuous decision. Step two, recognize your limitations. Step three, go where you can meet God. You may need to change your environment. Step four, fast to hear the word of the Lord. Study to know what the Bible says, not what you think it says. Study what the Word says about faith, hope, the power of God, 
and victory. Step 5. Let the Word reveal your weakness. God uses questions as a mirror to make people see where they are emotionally and spiritually. Step 6. Confess and agree with God about your weakness. Step 7. Look for quiet inner meaning. Elijah found the answer in the Lord's still, small voice. We want to put the ball in God's court when God has actually given us authority. In the Elijah fast, we don't ask God for a supernatural miracle, but we look at the Word of God and listen to hear what God is saying to us. Step 8. As long as we focus on our problems, we exercise faith in our problems. We are saying our problems are bigger than we are, and even bigger than God. Instead, we need to focus on God's power and develop more faith in His power than in our problems. Step 9. Plan positive actions. Step 10. See potential results. Our inner beliefs or convictions influence our expectations and our visions. Our expectations and vision influence our attitudes and values. Our attitudes and values influence our actions. Our actions influence our habits. And our habits shape our characters. Our biblical faith must influence the way we live our lives. Belief isn't just a decision or a desire. It's a commitment. He also mentions the importance of keeping a written account of your fasting and of what God is doing so you can objectively see what he is doing in your life. This is a powerful book on fasting and one that I highly recommend. You'll find a link in the show notes. Tomorrow, we'll explore more of Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough by Elmer L. Towns. Okay, my disclaimers. I am not a medical professional, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as medical advice. Please, if you fast, fast responsibly. If you have any underlying health issues or an unhealthy relationship with food, do not fast. And if you're going on an extended fast, it's a good idea to check with your doctor first. I have to tell you, vegetables have never tasted as good as they did yesterday. It's amazing how much fasting wakes up the taste buds when you start eating again. My first day eating fruits and veggies, I regained half a pound. I'm still drinking a gallon of water a day and walking at least 10,000 steps, and I continue reading God's Word, praying and speaking God's promises over my life and circumstances. I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but let me remind you, if you did choose to go on an extended fast, it's important to return back to a normal diet gradually. Whenever I go on an extended fast with no calories, I always break it with a Daniel fast. The longer you go without food, the more gradually you need to break your fast and return to a normal diet. So, I will spend a full week on a Daniel fast before going back to my normal diet. 
All right, I'm going to pray over you. Father God, you are our creator, provider, and sustainer. Thank you for the wisdom and insights drawn from the depths of your word, the guidance of your spirit, and the writings of Elmer Towns. Father, bless each listener on their spiritual journey. May the methods of fasting we have explored today deepen our understanding of the transformative power of prayer and fasting. May we use the spiritual discipline of fasting as a way to draw even closer to you. Give us the strength, discipline, and desire to embrace fasting as a means of deepening our faith, breaking the bonds of personal struggle, and reviving our lives and our communities. May we be inspired to seek you with greater fervor, to serve others with more compassion, and to live our lives as a reflection of your grace and mercy. Father, I pray for those who are beginning or continuing their fasting journey. May they find clarity, strength, and a deeper connection with you. Let their fasting be a genuine expression of their faith, a humble submission to your will, and a powerful tool for spiritual breakthrough. May your peace, which surpasses all understanding, guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me on Meditating the Word today. This is Cherie, reminding you that you are in my prayers. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.